Welcome to At Work in America, sponsored by Paychex. We welcome a wide and exceptionally impressive array of guests, business leaders, HR leaders, academics, practitioners, consultants, and authors to talk about the most timely, relevant, and challenging issues that are influencing the workplace today. At Work in America digs in behind the headlines and trends to the stories of real people making a difference in the world of work. And now here are your hosts, Steve Bowes and Trish McFarland-Steed. All right, welcome to the show. Trish, we have a great show today. It's going to be a fun show. We're going to be meeting with Julie Walker. She's the chief experience officer at CBT Group to talk about mindfulness, practicing mindfulness, and so like an actual practical way you can do that with your teams and what organizations can do to kind of bring their teams together and take a little break and do like a really cool activity. Uh, it's fun. We're going to do it. We're all, we're going to do it together, all three of us in a second. Uh, and it's going to be pretty exciting. And Steve, we need this. Clearly you and I, uh, we need a mindfulness break. Like the whole thing is, is perfect. So I'm very excited for this episode. Yeah. Here's the thing. I was thinking about this in the show note, uh, the show prep kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I, in, in a lot of ways we want to say, oh, the pandemic's over. It's post-pandemic, right? Let's go back to normal. Let's go back to normal. I feel personally, this may just me, Trish, your, your mileage may vary on this. At this point in 2022, I feel equally as worn out, exhausted, and tired as I did in 2020 and in 2021. I don't really feel any any better. I don't feel any better for sure. I don't really feel that much different. You know what? It's because I think I'm I'm like you. I feel exhausted too, but I think it's because right. like today, for example, I must truly be ADHD. I've not been diagnosed with anything, but like I decided to on a break, touch up the paint on my deck, which turned into me now painting my whole deck, which is Good the luck. length of my Good house. Time. So what I'm hoping to get out of today actually is can someone not just be mindful and do mindful exercises, how come I can't distract myself with multiple mindful exercises? All right. Well, this is so, going to be fun and I hope enjoyable. And hopefully if, if I don't screw it up too badly, Trish, we're also going to run the, the full video uh, of this podcast on our YouTube channel as well. So people can actually see what we're doing and, and, and you know, when they want to get in, uh, involved in it themselves, hopefully in their organizations later on, they get Absolutely. a real good feel for how it works. So before we get started and welcome formally, uh, Julie, to the show, Trish, let's thank our friends at Paychex, of course. This episode of At Work in America is sponsored by Paychex, one of the leading providers of HR, payroll, retirement, and insurance solutions for businesses of all sizes. The current business and hiring environment has redefined what it takes to succeed as an HR professional, requiring HR leaders to adapt and innovate at lightning speed to help their organizations remain competitive. Please download the 2022 Paychex Pulse of HR report to discover the tools and tactics that your peers are using to deliver on both HR and business objectives faster and at scale while still meeting the evolving needs of their employees. And you can visit payx.me slash PHR 2022 to download your copy today. Thank you to our friends at Paychex. Absolutely. Let's welcome her to the show. Formerly, Julie Walker is the Chief Experience Officer at CBT Group. She is a writer, reader, gamer, home brewer, baker, traveler, Proud geek and community builder based out of Raleigh, North Carolina. What's up? Oh, Tardis you're like neighbors. Up the road, sure. Uh, she has been a home brewer for almost 12 years and is a Cicerone program certified beer server. I'd like to learn more about that. After joining City Brew Tours as a tour operations coordinator in 2019, she is now bridging her passion for craft food and beverages with her professional skills to manage both their in-person and online events 
and support their team of unforgettable hosts and tour operations coordinators. You can usually find her studying beer, posting on her beerstagram, that's cool, playing games, including ones with 20-sided dice, or going on adventures with her family. Welcome, Julie, to the show. How are you? I am doing so well, Steve. I am so excited to be here. Trish, nice to meet you too. I am really pumped to be sharing this tea and mindfulness experience with everybody. And shout out to Paychex. It's also the company that we use at our at our business. Hey, Love there it. we go. They will Look be glad that. to hear that. And uh, they and we, we, they've been so great to us. I'm glad they're supporting a great organization. Whoa. Okay. We've already had the first uh, almost mishap of the show. Can we just take a second here? Part of the uh, mindfulness experience, the tea experience that we're going to be going through, we're going to be do we're doing sort of parts of it. That's yeah. Funny. So the unbox experiences came. I opened it up, have it all here. Part of what was included in the experience that we technically don't didn't need for today was a lavender candle, which I decided I'm going to go ahead and light because I oh, like no. candles. I see where this is going. <laughs> Did and you just light something burning right over here? My first page of notes, which included the. <laughs> Julie's bio, as well as our paychecks. Uh, we weren't being very message. mindful about the the candle burning. Started we? <laughs> burning. Luckily, I uh, luckily it's out, so I will have to be careful. But it did distract me here in the beginning of the show as I started burning the uh, show notes. I, oh, I sort of like that. I I think. See, another reason you need a mindfulness exercise. Slow down. Yeah. Pay attention to your surroundings. <laughs> we typically don't have burning candles on the desk while we're what we're doing the show. So yeah, Julie, let's let's talk about unboxed experiences a little bit. Maybe uh, some of the background there, how you got involved, and you've done some interesting things. You've got a lot of interest yourself. Maybe let's get a little context on this before we jump into the actual experience. Yeah, absolutely. How much time do you have? I feel like we have a, a very long story, but it's it's brought brought us to a very great place, I think. So Unboxed Experiences was born in 2020. Before that, we were a company called City Brew Tours. You mentioned us before in my bio. And City Brew Tours has been offering in-person brewery tours um, since 2008. We started in Burlington, and now we are in 17 cities, including all of our franchises. So we've grown a lot since then. But um, of course, when the pandemic happened in 2020, we could no longer bring people to the breweries. So we had to innovate, and we had to pivot really quickly and decided that we would find a way to bring the breweries to the people. And that's kind of where Unboxed Experiences started. We began to put together curated beer and cheese pairing experiences. We would send the kits to people and then have these online events um, with an unforgettable host that would that would walk people through how they do the beer and cheese pairing. From there, we decided to um, come up with some other types of events based on demand. And so we started doing some non-alcoholic events as well. Of course, when you're with a corporate group, you can't always be doing a happy hour. You might want to do something in the middle of a meeting or at a conference or something like that. So we came up with an ice cream float making experience of really good family friendly one that people could do with their kids from the comfort of their own home. And then from there, we developed the tea and mindfulness experience, looking for something that could work well in the cooler months, something that could work well for corporate um, wellness and mindfulness activities. And so we developed this experience where we can really bring tea to people, teach them about tea, 
give them, you know, 30, 45 minutes of a break in their day with their teams to really focus on their surroundings and focus on what they're putting into their bodies, not necessarily alcohol, but we wanted something that could be a little more um, approachable to everybody. So that's where teen mindfulness came from. And I had the privilege of developing this experience. Tea is something that I've enjoyed for a long time. I actually took a tea class at a local tea shop when I lived in Pittsburgh with some friends years ago, even before this job. And it really stuck with me seeing how many different types of teas there were, how you could do kind of a tea ceremony. And it's something that's always kind of played in my mind since then. So being able to develop this experience and bring tea to everybody all over the country, all over the world um, virtually was really exciting to me. You know, you thank you for sharing all of that. Um, I'm like you, I am very much into tea. And I think over the last decade, it's become much easier to get a wide variety of teas pretty much no matter where you live. Um, but in your bio, you also talked about, did you maybe talk a, lot, a little bit about how you got into the industry in general? What kind of background educationally do you have to get that type of a, a career going? Yeah, that's a great question. I I really fell into it. So craft beer was something I had been curious about for a long time. And probably... 10 or 15 years ago, I used to vacation in the Delaware uh, Rehoboth area, and my family took a brew tour at Dogfish Head. And that was the first brewery tour that I had taken probably about 15 years ago now. And I just found it fascinating, just learning so much about the different types of beer, how it's made, everything like that. And so when I got married in 2009 on my wedding registry, I put home brewing supplies down. I decided it was something I wanted to learn. Um, And my brother is very generous. He's the one who kind of introduced me to craft beer in the first place he bought all of the home brewing supplies. And so from then, my husband and I have been brewing for a long time. It became really a passion and an interest of mine. I was working in nonprofit program management at the time, and I've done, you know, I did that for a long time. Um, so that was really my side hobby and side passion for a very long time was learning about beer, making beer, sharing the love of beer, teaching people about beer. I even started a short-lived um, beer blog for about a year. Um, I had a lot of fun doing that, teaching people. It was focused on uh, women, introducing women to craft beer. So I really enjoyed doing that for a while. And then a job opened up with City Brew Tours in 2019, and I decided to go for it. And so I kind of made the leap from nonprofit uh, into for-profit, but also into something that was was really a hobby and passion of mine to make that my career. And from there, you know, I've had a, a long journey with City Brew Tours. Of course, I joined at the end of 2019, only got to work for a few months before the pandemic, and then had to pivot to unbox experiences and all of these new events and, and learn a lot of new skills. And, you know, from there, we've we've had a lot of success with it. And we've been able to about triple our staff size and bring a lot of people on. And, and I've gotten to move up into the role that I am now, which is Chief Experience Officer, which is really exciting. Julie, would uh, would you say that the Unbox experiences, particularly the ones that would be sponsored by organizations, did they? What kind of feedback did you get from them? Like maybe at, either in the moment, say as you were going through the experiences with teams, or maybe afterwards, and people say, "Hey, this was really, you know, it was a good thing. It really helped us." What What's been kind of some of the the feedback you've gotten from from organizations that have gone through some of these experiences? Yeah, that's a great question. It's been overwhelmingly positive. It's been so great to hear from organizers who are able to connect with their teams in a different way. Um, Zoom fatigue is absolutely real, as we all know, and it's something that came up a lot when we were developing these experiences is how can we create something that brings people together on Zoom, but that feels more engaging, feels more interactive. And that engagement aspect and the interactivity is something that we keep top of mind when we come up with our experiences. So we got a lot of great feedback from people 
people about uh, about bringing their teams together and also about our unforgettable hosts. I would say the main piece of feedback that we get these days is just what what a great host they had and how much fun it was with the specific person that led their event. Um, and we have a really great team team of guides that lead these events. Yeah. No, I was just going to ask about the guides. Are those guides that work for you, you know, full-time or part-time or are these uh, guides you're talking about like unforgettable hosts, are they celebrity hosts? I mean, are there other people who host these events or is it (laughs) primarily uh, employees? They're absolutely celebrities in my eyes. That's for sure. Um, They are, uh, no, they're all part-time hosts. uh, People who most of them have full-time, you know, jobs outside of Unbox experiences, but they'll do our events on the evenings, on the weekends, if they have some time during the day. Um, So we've found them from all walks of life. We've, we brought on originally people who had led our beer tours. That's kind of where we started. And then from there started hiring outside um, and really got a wide variety of people. A lot of hosts who are interested in the food and beverage industry or already work in that industry or interested in, you know, an entertainment career or an education career because entertainment and education are at the core of everything we do. So they kind of came from all different places and now we have a really strong team. Awesome. That's fascinating. Yeah, I, I love this, that we're going to do some of the, the this experience, the tea and mindfulness experience. And I just, the other thing I'd add, just, I, I love how you, you, you and the teams came up with this, or maybe really you, Julie did, because you're right. Cause I felt like at the beginning of the, of the pandemic era and the zoom era, there was a ton of like happy hour, happy hour, happy hour things. Nothing wrong with that. Right. Nothing wrong with that at all. But I think there was definitely not only zoom fatigue, I think there was that little happy hour fatigue thing too going on. So like if, if people were working remotely all day long and now it's five o'clock and you, you're asking them, okay, still remain sitting in front of your laptop for another hour or two hours, et cetera, et cetera, to do another event like that, that midday break, that tea break, that mindfulness break in the daytime, say in the cadence of the day, I think it's really, really a great idea. Yeah. And we, we like to add that guided element, you know, doing a happy hour on your own is great and it's fun, but after a while you want something a little bit different. And so that's something we were able to offer. Yeah. This, well, this has that learning component to it. Mm -hmm. So, and again, I know we'll, we'll get into it, but I mean, obviously like when you, when you receive your, your unboxed experience, it has some instructions and I'm sure the guides then, you know, sort of teach you about whether it's beer or tea or whatever. So I do like that idea a little bit better than just, you know, sitting on a zoom call, having a glass of wine, maybe with, you know, someone I've done a project with, which is great, but this, yeah, this to me adds in a little extra element that I think organizations can really benefit from. Are they coming to you kind of looking at this as sort of mindfulness training specifically? I think what they come looking for is some kind of mental break. I think, as you know, a lot of people are are overworked, overwhelmed. And so the organizers really want to give them something that will will force them to take a step back and to really just enjoy the moment for a little bit and relax and meditate, something that we won't get to today, but that's part of these activities, um, is a guided meditation that we do with our blooming tea after we do this first exercise that I'll demonstrate. Well, I think think that's great. And I think that's exactly what we wanted to sort of get out of this too, not just for, you know, helping to educate our audience about what Unbox Experiences is all about and what you guys are doing and what's available there. And we have a ton of links we're going to share. And I'm very special offer for listeners of this show, Trish, that we'll share uh, mm-hmm. at the end of the show. But uh, Julie, why don't we sort of turn it over to you a little bit? You did uh, graciously, you and the team there sent Trish and I our unboxed uh, experience packages. I've opened mine. I believe I'm ready. I will try not to burn down my office. Uh, <laughs> Trish, I think you're ready too. With, I'm ready. Like, uh, Mine's ready. Got. So maybe Julie, I'll let you sort of guide us now on, on how you'd like us to proceed. 
Yeah, absolutely. So I would love to walk you and the listeners through a mindful drinking exercise. So Steve and Trish, you have the tea with you. Anyone who's listening or watching, feel free to get some tea or get your beverage of choice for this activity as well. Um, but for this one, we will get some hot water. We have our Unboxed experience, Experiences mug that you can use for that. And I'm just pouring my water in here. Give me just a second. Nice and mm -hmm. hot. I'll do a little Vanna White. That's nice. Yes. <laughs> our beautiful mugs. And they are clear because they like I mentioned, really we nice. we have our blooming tea that we do on these experiences. So it, it makes a really nice effect. Everyone loves when you get to see the flower of the tea. At the end. I was just going to say for anyone who hasn't had that experience, you know, Steve and I were saying we had, had both had the opportunity to do that in China. Can you maybe tell everyone what that means? And I'll at least hold it up, even though we're not doing that particular piece. Yeah, absolutely. So we send everybody these tea bulbs. They are tea flowers and leaves that have been kind of hand sewn together. And when you place them in the water over the course of a few minutes, they will open up as they heat and a really beautiful flower will come out of it. And something that we love to do on these events is our guided meditation. And it's a, around goal setting. And we do we draw a lot of parallels between the flower opening up and coming into bloom and a certain area of your life that you'd like to to bring into bloom as well. So we have a lot of fun with that on these events and they're really, a, it's a lovely effect. Love that. Thank you. Yeah, of course. All right. So I've got some tea. I've got a teaspoon, I think, yep. or a tablespoon. Tablespoon. Yep, exactly. Um, so we are using the Queen's breakfast tea. And just for a second, I wanted to mention um, our tea vendor because I think they are really special. So we get our tea from a company called Ellen Joe Tea Company out of Nashville, Tennessee. And they are a woman and LGBTQ owned small business. And they also donate 11% of their profits to charitable organizations. So I, wow. I'm so excited nice. that we get to share their tea. Let's shout um, them with out all for of sure. Our, yeah. yeah, with all of our uh, events, for sure. Um, so you will want to take the little tea sachet. Something that we like to do is have a real tactile and engaging experience. So everyone gets to actually fill their own tea bags. We don't send the pre-made, you know, bags oh, with the, okay. the other. We actually use the full leaf tea in the sachet. So I've never seen these before. Aren't they fun? So I've learned something already. I, yeah. I need to have those in my life. Yeah. So tech, basically the uh, full leaf tea is more pure than what you'll find in the pre-bag tea. The pre-bag tea usually uses something called the dust or the fannings of the leaves. Um, and these are the full, you know, full dried tea leaves that we use. So yeah, this, this looks like a real, like a plant product yeah. you'd find in nature. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's from a plant yeah. called Camellia sinensis. Um, is the tea plant that's used and you know black tea green tea white tea it all comes from the same plant they've just been dried and withered um different amounts this is cool i'm gonna put a little more in there i'm, I'm sort of yeah. eyeballing it now at this point yeah i, I would say if, too, if you bit. eyeball it about halfway um fill it up about halfway in the sachet and then you will go ahead and tighten mm -hmm. that up with a little string um, and then you can go ahead and drop that tea in the water. Give it a few little dunks. You don't want to squeeze it at any point. That will release release that will release the bitter tannins into the tea. Um, you can dunk it a little bit, and you can see how we like to add those bits of education into the events when we do these. It's, and, it's, and yeah, is there a part in the normal Julie? Is there a part in the normal experience where you advise the participants to not light any of their papers on fire with the candles <laughs> that's provided? There is now, that's for sure. <laughs> it's an added yeah, element. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that's, um, that brings up a, a funny story. We, on our beer and cheese events, we do seasonal activities and we have something called the winter warmer event. And that involves a mini um, 
we do a mini chocolate fondue. And that's Ooh. with that one, we absolutely tell people to to watch their candles and make sure they're not burning anything. So I think yeah, we do need exactly. to mention that on this event as well. <laughs> oh gosh, Steve, yeah. you've changed the you've changed the event. It is and, and, and I've almost done it a second time. I should probably just blow out the candle. But yeah, okay. blow out your candle for the moment. I don't think you're uh, mindful. Maybe afterwards you get mindful and then light your candle. <laughs> I love there it. There we go. Candles out. Um so steeping yeah. So steeping the tea takes a few minutes and at this point in the event is when we'll sometimes we'll do a little bit of an icebreaker or we'll talk through some of the history of tea. I'm not sure if you wanted me to, to touch on any of that or if you had something else that you wanted to chat about while we let our tea steep. Maybe the history of tea would be good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so as far as the tea goes, I mentioned this is a black tea and it comes from the Camellia sinensis plant. Um, there are you know, several different types of tea that you can get from that. Um, but I will say the name of it um, is uh, English breakfast tea. And this is going to be really obvious, but why do you think it might be called an English breakfast tea? I'm, I'm guessing this was maybe like Queen Victoria's favorite type of tea in the morning, something like that, or maybe further back? Yeah. So with this one, it really is called that because it is uh, the tea of choice for pairing with the traditional English breakfast. So very, pretty go. obvious there. Pretty straightforward. <laughs> yep. Um, and we mentioned um, like kind of the difference between this loose leaf tea versus the tea in the bags that you get that use the fannings. Um, so this is really more pure than that. So that's another kind of talking point that we would bring up while it's steeping. Um, and then a question for you as well, a little fun fact. Um, how old do you think tea is? And I know that both of you, you know, have had some tea classes. You've been to China. You might, you might know this answer, but take a stab at it. I, I really have no idea. I mean, I feel yeah. like... I, I always had the feeling, and I could be way wrong on this, but like English people from England, I mean, they went over to India and found it there and said, hey, this is pretty good. Let's bring it all back. Like maybe 1600s, 1700s, but I'm sure it was there much longer than that, I think. I right? feel like the Egyptian times, something a long time ago, because I feel like maybe they were, they had I probably know more about really... Julie, the history of beer, quite frankly. We're gonna <laughs> yeah. really sort of Julie, you'll have to tell us. We don't know. Oh my goodness. Yes. I could go on and on about the history of beer yeah. for sure. <laughs> um, so it's in between what you both said. So it actually okay. is about 5,000 years old. It dates back to about 2700 BCE um, and originally was from China where you've been. So you've been to the the origin oh. country of tea and didn't even yeah. know it. Yep. Didn't yep. Even That's know awesome. It. Yeah. Yep. I was only off by a few thousand years. <laughs> yeah. Close. Just a few. But, uh, um, but yeah, I mean, when it comes to beer, my goodness, I could go on and on about the history. Is, that it, one is, I, am I right to say, Julie, it's a it's a warm climate crop or plant? Tea is not grown all over the world, right? It's only grown in certain parts of the world. Is that correct? Yeah, is that? Yeah, correct. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the last thing um, to mention here. So tea is also the um, most, it's the second most drunk beverage in the world. So any guesses what the first one is? I'm I want to beer. Guess beer. I wish it's water, but the third oh. is beer. <laughs> the oh, third is beer. Okay. I was thinking I, of like prepared beverage. Okay. <laughs> I'm with you. I wasn't. I was considering water and I was I was rooting for beer. I don't think anyone ever really gets to I I, I think about a lot of life's decisions about sort of how I'm gonna feel at the end of my life, which could be anytime, I guess. But like and I don't think anybody really gets to the end and says, you know, I really wish I would have spent more time drinking water. You know, <laughs> right. I just don't think anybody ever says that. So that's how I view the world. So your tea should be about done by now. Uh, it usually yeah. takes about three to four minutes. You want to do um, with black tea specifically, you don't want to oversteep it because it will get too bitter. Same with green right. tea. 
Um, but one type of tea that you can um, leave in your mug is herbal tea. Um, it's not okay. made with the same tea leaves, the same plant. It's just, you know, herbs and flowers. Um, and with that one, you can actually just leave it in your mug and it'll, the flavor will just get better over time, but not with black nice. tea. It'll get, it'll get bitter. Um, so like I mentioned before, when you take your tea bag out, please do not squeeze it. Um, it will release those tannins. So you just kind of, kind of uh, uh, lift it up and shake it a little bit, get some of that water out. And then you can put it if you have on your tea coaster or on a little plate. I love the little tea coaster. Yeah, can that's we awesome. Should, like we need to share. Like the, it is so cute. That is adorable. The coolest thing ever. Yep. Right. All right. All right. So now we have our tea, and at this point, if you're ready, I can walk you through our mindful drinking exercise. Oh, for sure. Let's do this. Awesome. Um, so this idea of mindful drinking kind of stemmed from the idea of mindful eating. They kind of go hand in hand. And it's really a way to engage all five of your senses in what you're doing to really, truly appreciate it and take a moment to think about where your tea came from, um, what that experience of drinking it is like. And that's something that we like to share on our event. So I'm going to do that with you now. So we start with the site. And I know it smells so good, we're ready to drink it, but let's start with the site and look at, um, and with mindful drinking, mindful eating, there are no wrong answers and there's no judgment, we're just observing. Um, so let's look here at the tea. How would we describe it? Um, you know, thinking of like the color, patterns, light, what are some words that come to mind with that? I think the first for me is like amber. I was thinking maple syrup. That's that, Maybe oh, that's just on yeah. my mind, but it's mm -hmm. got that look to it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if the lighting in here is showing it as well, but it's, it's absolutely beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you, yeah. I have a window here near me, if I hold it up um, and let the sunlight kind of shine through, it is a really mm -hmm. beautiful effect, beautiful color. You can see the light dancing off of it for sure. Mm -hmm. You can also see a little bit of that movement as you move it around. You can see the tea moving in the glass, kind of those little ripples or waves. Yeah. It looks very, I, I'm not clear is not the right word, like um, clean, like mm -hmm. it's, like, mm -hmm. like a healthy thing. I yeah. don't know. Just it just appears to yeah. be that to me. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No little bits of anything in it. It's just completely yeah, clean and clear. Yeah, it doesn't look clear. fake. Yeah. It looks na natural is yeah, probably right. a better word. Right. Yeah. But, a little bit of steam coming off of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like it. And then from there, we move into our next sense, which is smell. So what I'd like you to do is go ahead and breathe in through your nose on top of the tea and then out through your mouth and do that a couple of times to kind of ground yourself. Good for audio listeners. We're all smelling deeply the tea. For this on <laughs> right. audio. Trust me. It got very quiet for a second. And as you're smelling this and kind of um, experiencing mm -hmm. that breathing through your nose, um, this is something that I like to talk about. Does it bring up any memories? Of course, as we all know, smell is tied to memory. So as you're smelling this tea, does it bring up any memories for either of you? I think for me, just because I, I just returned the other day, in fact, from a trip to London. So I've had more than my fair share of English breakfast style <laughs> tea. So just, just good memories of, um, the, the last place I had, it was actually, uh, I was outside in Hyde park. So kind of like sunlight and I was in the Rose garden having tea. It's just, um, like a very comforting memory while I'm smelling this. I have not, I don't drink a lot of tea, but I, I did when I was a kid. Like I remember, you know, more iced tea, honestly, but it, you know, it was, I think the kind that was just brewed iced tea though, not mm -hmm. like the, and that reminds me of that, I guess a little bit, like, yeah. you know, you could say, oh man, I used to drink a lot of this stuff back yeah. in the day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The same, the same beverage, just hot or cold. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and, and for me, it always brings up um, when I was a child, I would go to my best friend's house and her mom would make us a tea party and she would make uh, black tea with a lot of milk and sugar in it and a little teapot. And she set out a blanket on the on the um, carpet in the living room and we would just have a little tea party. So that always takes the smell takes me back to that for sure. I love it. Yep. I love that too. I have to admit that I when I was getting ready this morning for I knew I had this call with you today. I was so excited. I thought I haven't had a tea party in ages. So just even the the thought of like a childhood tea party. Um, and I know, you know, Steve, you've probably, you've had a sister, right? Did you write a mom? You probably had tea parties at some point, I would imagine. Right? I don't think I was invited to any of them, but they might have done it. You weren't, you weren't allowed. To come My to the son party. always participated in our tea parties. So yeah, I think it's something you can do regardless of, uh, of age and regardless of gender. And um, yep. it's just such an inclusive uh, activity. For sure. Yeah. My, my son so loves a good tea party as well. <laughs> yeah, no, nothing wrong with that. Um, so we've, we've done sort of sight, we've done smell. Mm-hmm. Where are we going next, Julie? We're going to touch. Um, so as mm-hmm. you feel this mug, I actually really enjoy this one. And I know we're ready to taste it. We're almost there, I promise. Oh, so anxious. Um, That's pretty one. So we're just going to enjoy the moment. Um, so when we go to touch, I want you to think about the feel of this mug in your hands, think about the warmth that's coming from the water and kind of going through your hands and kind of transferring through your whole body and just take a minute to appreciate appreciate the feel of this mug in your hands. Very yeah, comforting, sure. right? Absolutely. Like it, it's, it, you know, it's summer. So maybe <laughs> not, maybe not the same effect as it might have at other parts of the year, but yeah, definitely. Yep. Every, everybody can relate to that kind of that soothing feeling, right? Because mm-hmm. like, yep. I, mo- I mean, honestly, I'm forgetting about the alcohol stuff for now and the beer, that's a whole nother show. <laughs> but like when most people want to relax or need to relax or wind down with a beverage, right? We do tend to gravitate towards warm beverages, whether it's tea or hot, you know, hot tea, of course, mm-hmm. or hot cocoa or something like that. Mm-hmm. Hot toddy, I guess, if you want to mix in a little of <laughs> that action too. But yeah, it's soothing yeah. for yeah. sure. Yeah, and exactly. I think you have a favorite mug too, which can also kind of bring back those nice feelings if you're trying to relax or just calm yourself sometimes if you've had a really stressful day or, um, yeah. yeah. So the mug, I think would have a lot to do with it. I do yeah. that every morning. I look through the assortment of mugs and I probably have way too many, but like <laughs> what's, what's, you got, you got to pick the right one for the morning. I do yep. anyway. And I always end up picking the same, you know, two or three and the rest just get pushed to the back. (laughs) Right. I don't know why we, I don't know why we do that, but yeah, same. Yeah. And I mean, talk about mindfulness too, with this exercise, all the memories that it brings up, I feel like it really takes you, um, it puts you in this moment, but also kind of takes you to other happy moments in your life, which is really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we will move into taste. I know we're excited for that. So whenever you take a sip of your tea and be careful, it may be hot, of course. Uh, I want you to kind of hold it in your mouth for a minute before you swallow it and see if that changes the experience of tasting it. And then we'll come together and talk about, um, you know, some of those flavors that you're getting. Is it is it bitter? Is it sweet, astringent, things like that? You can yeah, and I hope and for folks, while, while we do this, I just want to say, I hope folks who are listening or maybe even watching this on YouTube or something, I hope you're doing that as well. And so, yeah, let's all, let's yeah. all do that. Oh, I, I jumped the gun. I, I jumped the gun. I just swallowed it. I mean, try gun. Well, now, now you can compare. Steve, I feel like you need to take it down a notch. <laughs> Setting things on fire, you know. Uh, he's panicking over his mindfulness <laughs> tea. I'm going to light that candle again. Something that I always enjoy with these events as well. And Steve, you mentioned this, um, I feel like there are a lot of people who maybe they don't have 
tea that often and kind of forget about it or haven't even really tasted um, just kind of straight black tea or something like that. And so when we get to this taste part, we'll usually hear people being a bit surprised um, by the flavors that they get from it because they haven't really thought about just drinking a a plain back, uh, a plain mug of black tea before. Yeah, we didn't really talk about that. And I don't know if there's like, you know, if you're a tea aficionado, say, uh, do you tend to recommend you know, if you've got good quality tea and mm-hmm. it's prepared the right way, et cetera, you really shouldn't be putting sugar in it or honey in it or creamer or milk, et cetera, et cetera. I don't, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Maybe Julie can comment on that. But yeah, I mean, I, I've not had a lot of tea lately and certainly not unsweetened yeah. uh, hot tea in a while. But yeah, it's 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 got it's more complex, I guess, is my comment. And then I'll shut up. It's more complex than I kind of remembered it being, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I say to each their own. Again, with the mindful drinking, there's no judgment. So if it's something that you like to put a little bit of milk, we we send um, honey spoons in some of our boxes um, for people. I think I'm not sure if you had gotten that as well. Yeah. Yeah. So for people, if they like to put a little bit of honey in it, that's fine. Whatever increases increases that enjoyment of the tea for you, I think is absolutely fine. And we also, whenever I developed the box, I took into consideration that not everyone's tastes are the same and not everyone's desire for caffeine is the same. So we always send the English uh, breakfast tea as well as an herbal peach tea. So that gives people the option if they want um, that traditional caffeinated kind of natural black tea, they can do that. That's what we encourage. Mm-hmm. But then there's also a non-caffeinated kind of sweeter peach flavored herbal tea, well, which is really Julie, tasty. That's a, that's a question for you. If I'm an organization after learning about this and, and wanting to maybe set up an event for my team and unbox experience for my team, do they work with the team there to s- sort of customize the experience is it can it be different for one organization to the next as to what's included and how it's run Mm -hmm. yeah it can so we have different um box levels that we can use so the first um the first couple of boxes have those they all have those two tea types but then we also can send extra teas of other flavors along with that people can choose if they want that candle or the honey stick things like that depending on the be box careful level with the candle but yeah sure, yes be careful sure. with the candle yeah. disclaimer yeah. there um and then we also can include sometimes some custom items people can create their own note card if they'd like to do that um oh, okay. for their groups they can create a note card like that um with some of our events they can do custom glassware or or send along some items that then we can put into the box for them uh, to send to their group as well. So yeah, we yeah, can do some customization awesome. for sure. Yeah. Are there certain sizes of groups that you prefer to work with? I mean, uh, or is there a limit to how many? That's a great question. Um, no preference. Absolutely. So we we do have a minimum of five per group. So they can be really small, really intimate. Um, and there is no maximum. I think ideal group sizes vary. I think for this event, um, we can, you know, usually do, I would say 20 to 40 people in a group is nice. Um, but we've done events for hundreds of people. And in that case, we'll have two hosts on the event so that one person can kind of navigate the chat, help people out, let people in from the waiting room if they need to, um, and be that assistant as well with those really large groups. Um, but yeah, we can do any size. No, that's, that's awesome. great. Because I was thinking like, I mean, in addition to to work, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking of a bridal party, if mm-hmm. you have, you know, just other types of events, again, if it's five people is the minimum, it's it's just such a nice way to kind of slow things down. And like you said, really bring up memories and you could talk about, you know, other things. I think too, from a work perspective, one of the things that really struck with me when I was much younger in my career, um, we talked a lot about uh, traditions at one of the companies I worked for. And we were always looking for ways to find 
new traditions that we could put into our department. And something like this, I feel like would be one of those things, like maybe every time, instead of having a a birthday cake or something once a month, maybe it's having a mindful experience once a month is a new tradition too. So I think you could probably use it in many different ways. And I could see how that could be really impactful. Like we're, we're going through the experience that Julie's taking us through this experience, a modified version of it, you know, for this show, but I can already tell, and I know we're doing a show right right now. And we're, we're, I'm trying to remind myself that we're doing a show right now, but I definitely feel, I could feel that a little bit of, yeah, relaxation, a little bit of, okay, you step back a little bit. Yeah. We're doing the show, but we're kind of not really doing the show. You know, and I'm normally really charged up for these shows, right? And, and and they can be a little stressful just doing them, right? Because mm-hmm. you want them to be good and you want to make sure your your guest is, you know, getting their opportunity to, you know, to to shine, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, yeah, I could see like if you're really going to take a break with the team and reflect both individually and with the team, this is a great uh, mechanism for that for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I will say this first, um, you know, the mindful drinking is only the first half of what we do. And by the time we finish the event after this um, meditation, we have like, we have a um, music that we put on kind of like that Zen um, meditation music in the background and everyone's sitting there with their eyes closed and they're thinking about the goals that they have. And, you know, it could be a personal goal or professional goal. And we kind of walk people through that. Yeah. And Um, I think in the the interest of time and the interest of trying to do a podcast, you know, around this topic, we won't go through all of that. We'll we'll spare our audience from like me meditating for 10 yeah, minutes. Yeah, of course. It <laughs> doesn't quite translate to the podcast, but people leave that event just feeling, that is, but, uh, feeling so yeah. so relaxed. But I can tell already just going through the steps and, and that that the little bit of hands-on, but it doesn't sound, look, it's not that complicated to make some tea, but I don't ever do this. Like I don't ever measure out tea and make it. So just that tactile element of mm-hmm. preparing it yourself, right? In your own space. I like that as well. And then obviously learning a little bit more about uh, um, the background, a little bit of the history, and then appreciating this product, right? Which is kind of a remarkable thing that it's mm-hmm. come from halfway around the world, I imagine, right? And to to us here today and and to share it with colleagues and friends, et cetera. It, it's a really cool thing. That's a really, really cool thing. Trish, I've blown you away. You're speechless. I am. No, I'm just, I'm listening. I'm just trying to be quiet and sort of take it all in. I think that um, one of the questions I would have, Julie, is how long, if if the um, meditation portion is included, um, how long does a typical event last? Yeah, that's a great question. So our tea and mindfulness events, uh, the target is about 30 minutes. Um, sometimes we'll have groups that like to participate a little bit more, talk a little bit more, so they could go maybe up to 40 minutes or so. And mm-hmm. then at that point, the host leaves and we transfer the hosting rights to the organizer and they can stay on uh, for another half hour if they'd like and just continue to to chat and, and be in each other's company and kind of share the experience together. That's perfect. Yeah, I think that's perfect. And, and absolutely like, absolutely recommend organizations look into this if they haven't already done something like this, or maybe they've, you know, it's year three of pandemic related disruptions, et cetera, et cetera. And the the happy hour thing is played out and you don't want to, you know, try to get people to stay on their zoom calls at at five o'clock at night on a Friday when they've got millions of other things they'd rather be doing to, to check out what they're doing at unbox experiences. And I want to mention this before we go uh, from the, from Julie and and the team there, they've got a really great uh, opportunity for listeners of the show or viewers of this video 
you can go to unboxedexperiences.com forward slash HR happy hour. And you can save $100 on a tea and mindful experience for your own team, uh, courtesy of our friends at Unboxed Experience. So we'll put that link in the show notes as well. And, and when we post the show, but yeah, unboxedexperiences.com slash HR happy hour and absolutely recommend highest recommendation for me. Uh, and despite mm -hmm. almost burning down the office uh, and that, that was on me. It so. made it unforgettable. <laughs> I, I, it could I think. I'm glad I started to smell the burning paper as quickly as I did because it it kind of just burned through. It didn't actually go up in flames, it really but hurt. it was it was close. So, uh, Julie, I feel anything like else? I need to do mindfulness with more calm people. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I'm probably not. If you do sign up for the Unbox Experiences, don't invite me to your experience. I guess is the recommendation. You just do it with your team. Maybe invite Trish, but uh, keep me out of it, and and you'll have a calm experience. But Julie, is there anything else we want to mention? Well, UnboxExperiences.com. Uh, we, we talked a little bit about some of the other uh, things uh, you mentioned. That there's an ice cream experience. There's anything else you want to mention before we 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 let you go? And thank you so much, graciously, for spending all this time with us and walking us through uh, the process and and for sending us all this cool stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm so happy that I got to do this with you. So thank you for having me. Um, yeah, like we mentioned, we have our team mindfulness experiences. Something that we do with those that I'm really proud of is that we donate the event fee to a different organization each month. So you can also do a little bit of charitable donation um, if you do that. That's great. And then we again, we have our beer and cheese experiences, different themes every few months for that those. Really we have good. our ice cream experiences. And then our, our uh, sister company, City Brew Tours, we can do private tours. We're in 17 different cities right now. So if you happen to be in any of those and you'd like to take your group out for a private um, multi-brewery tour, we're happy to work with you on that too. All right. We will, we will try to make that happen. And maybe we'll, maybe we'll find ourselves in a city, Trish, someday where that is a thing we could do. We'll have to look that up we and do maybe, follow up. maybe do a follow-up. <laughs> yeah, okay. So I will want to, uh, of course, thank Julie Walker from CBT and Unbox Experiences for being a, a just so gracious and wonderful to us today and a great host. As you mentioned, the hosts make this experience in some ways and you definitely did for us today. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Steve. All right, great. Trish, great stuff. I really love this. A different type of show for us. I hope it translates well to, to the audio format on the pod, nice. but we'll post the video on YouTube as well. We'll encourage people to go out to the YouTube channel too and check it out. And yeah, this is awesome. Thanks for doing this. This is a great idea. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? Also, I just want to point people to um, Unboxed Experiences, both on Instagram and on LinkedIn, because um, when you get your card, it says to share your unboxed experience and you can probably go out there and see examples of what other people have done and how it's worked for them. Um, I, I would love to, uh, to maybe get, we need to get some analysts together and do like our own, like for real full on. Right, we'll talk to, we will talk to Julie and company about that offline, but no. uh, I think it's a great idea. We'll get the group together. Uh, okay. So for our guest, Julie Walker, for Trish McFarlane, my name's Steve Bose. Thanks to our friends at Paychex, by the way. Proud supporter of both us and, and the That's team right. over at Unbox Experiences. Uh, my name's Steve Bose. Thank you so much for listening. All the links we talked about, how to get involved, including your uh, $100 discount on a team mindful experience for your own team. All that information will be in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening. And we will see you next time. Bye.